welcome to French Spirit, not your love and light podcast. On today's episode, we're going to get into spirit guides. What are they? What do they do? What do they not do? Um, things like that. Okay, so what is a spirit guide? A spirit guide is a being who we have contracted before we incarnated and we were creating our contracts, right? Our blueprint for our lives, um, what we want to learn, what we want to give, and kind of a brief outline of the types of experiences that we want to experience in order to fulfill the what are we here to give and what are we here to learn. So we choose these beings, these uh, spirit guides, uh, to guide us. They are here to help us stay on track with what we have chosen for ourselves. They're not telling us what to do. They're not uh, overriding free will, right? They're, They're here to help us simply stay in line with what we chose. Because once we incarnate, as we know, we typically forget about creating these contracts for our lifetime, these blueprints, these things that we want to accomplish and give and learn and heal. So they're here to help us stay uh, in line with those things. It happens before the incarnation process. And essentially, they're, they're, they're here to help us remember who we are, who we are, who we've been, what we've done, what we can do, and how to take all of that and bring it into what we're here to do now, this time. So they're here to guide us. We get confused and we think that it's only going to be good stuff, right? Where when something bad happens and it's like we followed the signs and then something bad happened and then we think, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't follow those signs, right? But a lot of the time they're here, they help us into almost not so great scenarios sometimes. So they could guide you to end up in a car accident. Maybe, um, you know, you see some sign on someone's license plate or while you're driving and you get distracted and maybe you miss the light. And so you're stuck at a a red light that maybe you wouldn't have been otherwise if this sign didn't come into your awareness. And because you get stuck at that stoplight, you end up in an accident that you wouldn't have otherwise. And then you're like, what the hell? You know, this seemed like the synchronicity, this seemed like this sign, and and then now I'm in an accident, and now I'm out of work for months while I'm recovering. It could be that you are going balls to the wall at work, and you're overworking yourself, you're go, 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 you're workaholic, and you're neglecting your body and your needs, you're not doing the healing work that you came here to do. And during these you know, six to eight weeks in bed recovering, you've got nothing else to do. So maybe you start to meditate or you start to think differently about how you're going to treat your body and your emotional self and create more balance. And you have some epiphanies and it causes you to change your life and to heal yourself or begin your healing journey. So they can spark things. If you're not picking up what they're putting down, it's going to get bigger and louder and it can come in the, fo- in the form of something bad, like an accident, um, an injury, things like that. It could be where maybe you lose your job and, you know, you were guided by whatever, you know, signs, synchronicities, messages that you received to do X, Y, Z. And these things resulted in you getting fired or losing your job or getting laid off. And then you're like, 
what the hell, now I'm unemployed. And But through the time that you're unemployed, you realize your passion and you realize that your passion is to be an entrepreneur. And then you create a business that is more aligned with your soul and you're happier than you've ever been. But you would not have had that push if you didn't get fired from the job, right? Another good example. This is a good one. So they'll guide us towards relationships in our lives, some that are good and positive, but they will also guide us towards some that are toxic and negative and low vibrational. And again, it leaves us wondering whether we can trust our intuition and our gut and all of these things because we listened to it and then we ended up in this toxic relationship or a toxic friendship or whatever the case may be. However, on the flip side of it, you were meant to end up in this toxic relationship because putting yourself into that toxic relationship has helped you clear some sort of karmic loop that if you did not end up in that toxic relationship, you would not have learned. You would not have learned the lesson of empowerment. You would not have healed this this wound of disempowerment, of lack of self-esteem, uh, codependence, not trusting yourself, right? So you, can't, you, you contracted yourself to be in a relationship with this person, and you ended up there by listening to the messages from your spirit guides, and but you came out of it. It may have been traumatic at the time, or seemingly traumatic to go through this experience, but you healed and you healed all of these past wounds from other lifetimes in your childhood. And you come out of it feeling empowered and confident and a completely new person. And it would not have happened if you did not listen to these signs, right? So the how, right? So how how do you get these signs? Like how do these things show up in our lives? How How are they communicating with us. Very commonly, it is signs. And we all know those feelings where, you know, maybe we just keep seeing the same number or we see a bird perched outside our window that just catches our attention and we find ourselves staring at it. And we don't know what it is or what it means, but maybe it's a sign and you look up at the animal and it's so relevant to what you're going through. Or maybe the animal is standing in front of a sign that says something that you need to hear or in front of a, a store that you're being guided to go into because maybe you're someone in there is someone you're supposed to meet. Or maybe it's a job that you're supposed to take. Maybe you go on, an, on all these job interviews and but this one in particular, you know, you kept seeing your favorite flower or your favorite bird or whatever. You just, it's some sort of sign that, or you walked out of the interview and there was a beautiful rainbow above you. And it just felt like a sign that this is the one, right? And then you take the job and the job is amazing and it's aligned or it's something where you have to learn a lesson through it, right? So it's these various signs throughout our life. And we can ask for signs. That's something people do not realize and understand that when it comes to spirit guides, we can oftentimes ask for what we need and what we want. We can ask for signs. We can ask for specific signs. We can ask for times that our signs come through. You can say, I want a purple flower to be my sign. Um, I like when things come in threes. I'm a notorious ignorer 
that's a word, of signs. And so I put it out there and partially because this is how it was coming through where I would acknowledge it if it was if it came in threes. If the same thing, same subject matter um, continuously comes up maybe three times in the course of a couple days, that's when I know it's a sign. That's something I need to go deeper into. So you can ask for the types of signs that you want. Uh, but you also want to acknowledge the signs. So if you're receiving signs and you're not sure, but they typically seem to pan out as being the sign that you knew that it was, the more you acknowledge it, thank you, I see that, thank you, Spirit Guide, the more you're going to get more signs. The more you acknowledge it and listen to them, the more you're going to receive them. So signs, synchronicities, a lot of times, like the me with the things that come in threes, people, uh, uh, the big thing with synchronicities usually comes around numbers. People, you know, Google the angel numbers. And me personally, I tend to feel, and I'm not big into numerology, so perhaps if I was, I would have a different feeling. And maybe you are deep into numerology or you feel drawn to it, and the specific numbers are relevant to you. For me personally, the specific numbers typically are not. And But if I see the synchronicities like 1111, 222, 333, 1212, that, you know, tends to be some sort of synchronistic sign, especially if you keep seeing it over and over and over. So think about when you see the signs, you see these synchronistic numbers, what are you doing when you see them? What are you thinking? What are you feeling, right? What has just happened in that moment? And think about those things when you have these synchronistic moments. They will come through other people. So you ever just like meet a stranger and somehow they just happen to like tell you that thing that you really needed to hear? That could be your spirit guide working through them, right? It just kind of popped some thought or idea into their head. They then interacted with you and then you received a message that you needed to hear from them. Or, you know, maybe like there's someone that uh, maybe you're getting on an airplane and there's someone on that airplane that, you know, just their way of being is exactly what you need in that moment. And synchronistically, you find out that like you end up next to each other in the same um, in the same row. You're seated next to each other. Uh, Maybe someone cut you in line and this was the last seat where you had no choice but to sit next to this person. You talk to them the whole plane ride and then all of a sudden mind blown. What the hell just happened? And it was these synchronistic meetings of these people or, you know, even people you already know and just they happen to just say things. So messages can come through with other people. Even our kids, if your kid says some weird random thing, but it resonates, pay attention to it. Um, Dreams, Uh, they will send you messages through your dreams. And again, you can ask for it. Go to sleep as you're drifting off. Ask for whatever you want in your dream, whatever message you need um, to come through in your dream. Um, So there you go. And then again, through your various clairs. So whether you're clairvoyant and perhaps you meditate and you see a lot of visuals or you see things in your day-to-day life, you know, standing in front of you, um, they could show you and project these images to your third eye for you to pick up on them and interpret them and receive the message that way. Um, clear audiently. So maybe they speak to you and you hear, you hear them in your mind and it may not sound like verbal communication. It could be phrases dropped in, words dropped in, um, things like that. 
smells and tastes. Maybe you have these associations with certain smells and a certain smell reminds you of a certain time in your life. And all of a sudden you just smell that smell. And the first thing you think of is this association you have with some maybe childhood memory and it sparks that childhood memory. And now you're thinking about that childhood memory. And then the message comes through that way because maybe there's something you had to heal from then, or maybe it's associated with a person from that time in your life and you're guided to reconnect with them, right? So different, you know, all these different senses, the general knowing that's the big one that we, we always overlook that just kind of gut feeling and that knowing like, I know I need to do this, or I need to talk to this person or whatever the case may be. When you just know things and you have no reason or no understanding why you know the thing, it, of course it could certainly be your higher self, but it could be a spirit guide too. They could be communicating with you that way. Okay. What do they not do? So this is important for discernment purposes, um, they are not going to do certain things. And if you find that you are receiving information that is leading you to these, these things, you should question whether or not you're actually connecting with your spirit guide. They will not promote fear, right? They are not going to put you in a place of fear and low vibration, right? They are not going to try and disempower you. They're not trying to scare you, right? So if they're constantly going on and on about conspiracy theories or the apocalypse, things like that, right? It's one thing to like drop a little nugget because maybe you asked for it. It's another thing to continuously like promote these lower vibrational energies and emotions. So they're not going to promote fear, They are not going to override your free will. They are not going to force anything on you and they are not going to require you to do anything. You have to do this or whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm leaving or you're going to die or, you know, they're not going, they're not going to override your free will and they're not going to tell you anything in absolutes. They are here to guide you to what you chose, right? So they're not going to say things like, go buy this $20,000 course or else. The only way to get from A to B is to go drop $20,000 on this retreat or this course or this mentor is the only one that you can talk to. No one else is to be trusted, right? Like we really have to really think about what resonates with us and use our discernment if something doesn't feel right. If it's not coming from a place of love, if it doesn't feel loving, it's probably not coming from the source that you think it is. They oftentimes will not give unsolicited advice. The more you create a relationship with a spirit guide, the more information you will receive. However, again, they're mostly here to guide you on your path that you chose. They're not necessarily going to just come and give you unsolicited advice all day. If you ask for it, sure, they're going to share with you whatever the hell, you know, they can and have access to um, that is in your best interest, but they're not going to just dump you know, all this weird shit on you that you didn't ask for. If you didn't set up a relationship where you said, I need a warning if blank, right? So they're not necessarily going to just dump unsolicited advice on you. 
Um, and at the end of the day, we really we just want to use our discernment. Everything that comes through, we need to use discernment, especially when you're using tools. Because another way, again, to receive this guidance is through tools like pendulums and dowsing rods and oracle cards and tarot cards. Um, and they're great. But again, it's really difficult to use discernment and to know what you're connecting with when it's through a third-party tool and not through your own body and clairs and stuff like that. Okay, some things we want to keep make note of and remember when it comes to spirit guides. They are on their own path as well. What does that mean? That means that they're you know, having incarnations out there. Um, they're incarnated in other places. They're doing other things. Their soul is on their own soul's journey, just like you. While you're incarnated right now and right here as a human, there could also be a fractal of you that is a spirit guide for somebody else. And so they're all, while yes, we are all connected and we all um, are a piece of source or God, they are still on their own journey and they've all had their own specific experiences. And while, yes, they are coming from a higher perspective typically than our third dimensional selves, their opinions and their guidance is still subjective. It is not always based in 100% objective truth. So think, if you had a spirit guide that, you know, lived certain lifetimes off in the cosmos that were all coming from like a warring civilization of violence and war, they're going to have a different opinion and perspective on things relating to peace and war and, you know, good and bad and things like that. So their their opinions are always very objective or very they are subjective while less subjective than your human self because they have an access to uh, more, their higher self in more of a way than you have access to your own higher self but it's still not it's not the same as if it came from source itself which is the encompassing all. So take what they say with a grain of salt and know that it's based on their subjective experiences. Um, it's absolutely good guidance. They wouldn't be your spirit guide if it wasn't, but keep that in mind. Um, with that said, another thing I did want to mention, I almost didn't actually, um, they typically have their own skill sets. They have their own expertise. So if you get to know your spirit guides and you get to know you know, this one is great for relationships. This one's great for learning things like quantum physics. Um, then you can go to the appropriate spirit guide that has the best expertise in the area that you're going to them for, if that makes sense. Okay, how many do we have? There's no cut and dry answer to that. We have some that are potentially with us from birth until death. We have some that come through certain phases of life. Maybe while you're going through your spiritual awakening, you probably have um, a lot of them that will be there for that period of time. Um, you may have some that are there during your childhood and not your adult life, some that are here for your adult life and not through your childhood or through certain experiences and traumas and things like that and healing, right? If you're in the healing phase of your life, you might have a guide that's there for that phase of your life to help you through your healing journey. 
So there's no cut and dry answer for how many. Everybody has a different amount and it's not going to be the same from birth to death. Okay, who slash what are they? They can be a loved one who has passed. Um, You know, you could have a grandmother, grandfather, an aunt, uncle, a parent, or even a friend, um, or even a child if, um, you know, something like that had happened. It could be someone that you knew in your real life. They died, and now their role is to be your spirit guide. That happens often. It could be, oftentimes, it is a soul family member. So what does that mean? That means it is someone, it is a soul who you have incarnated with in the past. In any of your past lives, there could be a soul that you incarnated with, you had a good connection, maybe you continued to incarnate together, and then in this lifetime, they decided the best way for me to help you is I'm going to be your spirit guide instead of incarnating with you. So it can be soul family, familiar energies. It could be someone that maybe it was your child in a past life, or a mother or father, or a life partner, you know? And so you could, you might feel that familiarity with that spirit guide, like, I think I know you, and it's probably because you do. (laughs) You can have things like archangels or um, ascended masters as spirit guides, Um, any realm of cosmic or elemental being. You can have animal guides, things like that. Typically, if you're going to have something like an ascended master or an archangel, it's probably typically if you do, it's for a specific phase of your life and not for the entire duration. However, nothing is cut and dry. Nothing's black and white. And your journey is not the same as my journey. And it's not the same as this person's journey or this person's journey. Very commonly and less uh, highlighted is having spirit guides that are other versions of yourself. So what does that mean? It can be many things. It can be a past version of you. So when we think about how time is not linear in the way that we comprehend it and everything is happening simultaneously and we are fractalized beings, right? Yes, there's, you know, healing components where we want to pull back our fractals, but all of our pieces of us are never going to ever fully be in this body, right? So there's always these fractalized versions of ourselves. There's our past life selves. There's our future life selves. You could have a spirit guide that is a future version of you, human or not human, probably not human, honestly. And then you can also have parallel, simultaneous incarnation selves, that are acting as your spirit guides. So that is a very common one. And sometimes you really get to know this spirit guide. And then years later, you find out it's you. The spirit guide was you this whole time. Okay. So when it comes to connecting with them, just a few things we do want to keep in mind. Always use discernment, especially at the beginning of your journey to ensure that you are connecting with your spirit guide that's actually a spirit guide and not some other being pretending to be your spirit guide. So always use discernment. Um, Do not attach yourself to them or to needing them or to needing information from them. 
right? They are not higher than you. They are not better than you. They do not have access to things that you don't have access to. You have all the same access to all of the same information that they do. We could spend our whole lives and never connect with our with our uh, spirit guides consciously in a, in a super aware way, right? If we solely connected with our higher self and with source itself and all of the information and the collective universal bank, you would be fine. You don't have to have like one-on-one conversations with your spirit guides to get what you need. They are a tool here to help us right? They are, again, they are not better than you. They are not higher than you. They are not the end-all be-all. And they're, again, their opinions are subjective. And so, again, we have to keep those things in mind. Take everything with a grain of salt. Use your discernment. Decide what resonates for you at the time that it resonates with you. Because they're going through their own process and they're learning their own lessons as well. And where they're at in that evolution will have a will dictate potentially, you know, types of things that they say to you. Which again is why it is important to go to the guide that has the best expertise, right? I want to connect with whatever spirit guide has learned the lessons and has the most knowledge to help me and is for my highest good relating to energy work. What right? What whatever the thing you're trying to learn about is. Um and then Be open to all of the ways that the information comes in. Do not attach yourself to thinking it's going to look like a certain thing. It's going to come through a certain way. But the more that you receive, whether it's through signs, synchronicities, dreams, ideas just popping in, the more you affirm, thank you for that sign. I appreciate it, right? The more you recognize it and acknowledge it, right? The more you're going to receive. So you can't put in a box what you think it's going to look like to connect with them. You can't say, oh, I'm talking to them all day and they're not talking back. They are and you're just not paying attention. I guarantee you, if you have put out there, I want to connect with my spirit guides and you talk to them out loud or in your mind, they are responding to you in in ways. You just may not be recognizing it and seeing it. So you have to be very, very open. Okay. That's all I have for today about spirit guides. As always, ask any questions and take what resonates and run with it. And then if something doesn't resonate, then that's fine. It it will be for you when it's for you. And uh, if that time never comes, then so be it, right? All right. Have a lovely day and I will see you next time.